welcome to another episode of What Works For Me, a podcast highlighting best practices in Christian schools. This podcast is produced in partnership with Lutheran Education Association. To discover how LEA supports Christian teachers and schools, visit www.lea.org. My name is Mike Scheman, Principal of Bethany Lutheran School in Parma, Ohio. And my name is Rob Lunak. I'm the Superintendent of Lutheran Neighborhood Schools in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And today we have a special guest. This is actually my father-in-law. That's not why he's on the podcast. He is on the podcast because he's done something pretty unique. He has written a devotional book all about the state of Michigan. And I know my wife loves it. I know that her principal, that's what she she's done for devotions. I know that he really likes it. And so, Mike Zetties, you're our, <laughs> you're our guest today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, thank you. Uh, my name is Mike Zetties, and I teach sixth grade at St. Lawrence Lutheran School in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Um, done some coaching, uh, re actually retired from uh, coaching 38 years of track uh, last year and did about 30 some years of soccer. I was youth director uh, along the way at, at both here at St. Lawrence. I was actually the St. Lawrence's first um, full-time director of youth ministry and did that also uh, when I was down in Farmington Hills, Michigan. Uh, my first call was at St. Paul's Lutheran School in Farmington Hills after graduating from Concordia River Forest. I, I mean, I could go on. I have a, <laughs> uh, a daughter who is married to one of the uh, podcast hosts. That would be Rob. Um, <laughs> and I have a son who is a civil engineer here in Frankenmuth as well. Two grandchildren. They would be Rob's kids. <laughs> okay, doing guys. <laughs> now, Mike, you've been in Lutheran education or in some capacity for how many years total now? Uh, I, I think it's 42. 42. I, I believe 42. Okay. In that, in that time, you know, you've gone through the cycle where you were up for devotions and most people would go on to LEA or go on to the Luther page and try to find something, but you have been writing your own devotions, right? I have. Uh, I, I would say this, but when I first started um, teaching, I would say that maybe even the majority of the teachers that I taught with, both here in Farm, uh, here in Frankenmuth and back in Farmington Hills, did write their own devotions. Um, although, you know, teachers are really, really busy, and you know, it's your turn for devotions. Honestly, and there are spectacular devotion books out there. Um, and I think it was just convenience to find a, uh, a devotion book that worked for them. Uh, and I think a lot of teachers would have thought maybe, I don't know if I'm, I'm really good enough or I, I can write my own devotions. Uh, and I would say that no, most teachers could do a great job. I'm sure do a great job writing devotions. Even the math teachers? I mean, just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I would say this, that, you know what, you write about what you know, and math teachers would have a spectacular devotions about working math into it in some way. I think they would probably do a great job. Mike, I love this idea because not only are you going to be able to write a devotion, but you'll be able to write something that fits in the context of what your teachers are are going through. If there's some sort of a, uh, you know, people that need support on staff for, for maybe they're going through health concerns or family concerns, you can write devotions that uniquely tie to those things. 
Um, and I, I think that's fantastic. So can you tell us a little bit about how you uh, were inspired to write specific devotions? Were there those things that really spurred that on? Or was this just more of a, hey, we're all in the boat of teaching kids together and we need to hear God's word every day. How did that all, like, how did, how'd you make it happen? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to actually the foreword of the book. And it, it says, explains that about 10 years ago, uh, the pastor of St. Lawrence, uh, Mark Brandt, took a group on a pilgrimage to Israel. And then when he came back, our Lenten devotion, our Lenten worship service, our Wednesday Lenten worship services at St. Lawrence were centered around uh, the trip that he took. He had some pictures and he talked about uh, the different places and then how that fit into the Passion of Christ during Holy Week and how it fit in with our lives as Christians and our, our walk. As I sat there, I thought, that's pretty cool. Now, I've never, at that point, I'd never been to Israel, but I thought I'd driven around the state of Michigan, and this is what I know. And I, I think I know what the teachers at our school are going through as far as in their classrooms and, and, their, and, their, and their walk and their lives. So I tried to have the, the devotions both match the place, something about the place with what's going on in your classroom? What do you want your classroom to be? Where's God led you? Uh, so far in this in this time of your teaching. Now, Mike, how did that, did that start, you were just, okay, I'm going to write a book, or did you have a bunch of them that you've written that you say, hey, maybe we'll take those and put them all together? Actually, um, I had, you know, we have five devotions a week, and I had put together, I don't know, probably about six years worth. So I had a number of, number of them in the bank. Um, and my older brother, Tim, Dr. Tim Zetti's, um, he said, for your, actually, my, and my younger brother as well, Clark Zetties, said, for your 60th birthday, we will publish your devotions into a book. And I had about 40, 45 at that point. I thought, you know what, we'll just write a few more and make a nice round 50. So that's what I, that's what I wound up doing. And Tim and Clark, my brothers, um, were instrumental in really getting this off the ground. My older brother, uh, actually, before he got his PhD in public health, got an undergrad in English. And is an amazing reader, reads vociferously. And his wife, Anne, is an author. Uh, she has a number of published, published books. And they kind of conspired to kind of help me walk through this and do some editing uh, with the book. Now, I have so many questions about that. Um, so you, you said that you've written these and you had a bit of a bank. Now, I'm guessing that there's people who are listening. In fact, I'm one of them. I have a bank as well. Um, what was the process that you had to go through to get it published into a book? Because I think if everybody out there did this, man, the resources would be incredible. Got to be honest, this was kind of a COVID project. You know, those two months that we were shut down in, um, in uh, March, April 2020, uh, my brother said, listen, go through them, kind of proof edit them and then send them to him and he would do the proofreading on it uh which he did and then sent them back to me and then said okay this is this what you want you know is this the, the finalized i went back through it foolishly thought i would proofread what he had done and then i said tim i i'm not really good with all the semicolons and dashes and colons he said you're right you're not leave the proofreading <laughs> to the leave the proofreading to the professionals so I, you know that's one thing is like if, if it's going to be published and, and even there, there's still some there's mistakes in there 
but this is something that I thought was really generous on his part. And then Anne, uh, Tim's wife, had some some tips about um, just writing, just uh, about writing, because I'm not a professional writer. Right, but then just just to follow up, maybe on the mechanics of that, what was the way that like was there a publishing company that you you worked with, or how did you get it actually into a book? Tim, uh, I gotta ask again, my older brother Tim. Um, he 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 is a has published a number of of items himself. I believe he's published a book or two, uh, self published of course, um, and he has a publisher uh, that he went through that published the first run of. Of the, of the devotions. Now, um, Amazon does have a process that, you know, if you submit the material the way you, you know, all set and way that you do it and with the cover and everything else, they publish it. And then there's some magic that happens that you get a chunk and they get a chunk and that's how that works out. And honestly, that's, I don't even know what the, the numbers exact. My wife does. So, I don't, I don't know what exactly, uh, you know, the, the, the money thing, but I just sent them off to uh, Amazon, uh, all the devotions with a, with a cover and whatnot. Yeah, the Amazon part of the process is actually pretty simple. Brooke and I have a, here's an, uh, this, oh, I, yeah. promise, I promise this is a selfless plug. <laughs> I just have experience with this. Brooke and I have a children's book that's, that's out that we did through Amazon because you can upload a PDF and tell it how you want the cover and the page size, and they'll print them all when people order them. It, it's pretty slick. So if you have a bunch of books, Mike Sheeman, if you have a bunch of devotions already, that <laughs> might be something you could do. Okay, Mike Zetties. Yes. Is there is there a sequel in the works? Is there going to be a, a On the Road of Ohio sequel coming up or something? Who knows? Actually, actually I can be honest with you. The best devotion I ever wrote was for a, a colleague of ours, Darcy Grothman, well, Darcy Durham then. Um, she taught here at St. Lawrence. And it's about where she's from in Ohio, a small little town in Ohio. I think it's the best. And it didn't make it into the book because it's not in Michigan. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. no, I got to be honest. So in my retirement, I do plan on retiring very soon. Um, there used to be 25 Lutheran schools in the city of Detroit. And now there are zero, from my understanding. Um, I would like to write about a book about the history of the Lutheran schools in the city of Detroit. Um, and, and I even thought about possibly working that into a devotion book as well. Uh, I, so that's an idea. I understand that there is a, well, I, I visited Concordia Ann Arbor, uh, and they have a, in their library, kind of a historic book uh, records area. I asked to go there uh, once a number of years ago. And they said, well, here's the, the, the file cabinet where all the, uh, a lot of the archives for a lot of the old Lutheran churches and schools in Michigan are located. I said, great. So I looked in there and they're all written in German. So that, <laughs> I got that's the idea for a book. I, I really would love to do this, uh, write a book about the Lutheran schools in the city of Detroit, but we'll see. Let's, I'll get, my, let my teaching career get put, in the, put behind me first. <laughs> so, if, how would you encourage people or what would you say to somebody if they're going, oh, I just, I don't have the time or maybe I don't have the, the words or I, I don't know, I struggle to write. What would you say would be a first step for somebody to get some of their own projects off, off the go like this? You know what? It, I, I would say this, just write what's on your heart and write what you know. Um, 
you know the word, you know God's word. Um, and a lot, most of the time when I did this, I had two things on the tabs open as well. One, of course, was a Bible app, and then one was a thesaurus. Um, just write what you know, write what you're familiar about. It doesn't have to be long. I mean, the first ones I wrote um, were fairly short because I was writing them at you know 10 o'clock, 10.30 the night before I was supposed to have a devotions. So they were pretty short and to the point, which is fine. Um, so yeah, just write what's on your heart, write what you know about and write what, what, what God does for you, what, what you know that how God has lived in you and how God has acted in your life and how God acts in your classroom. And Mike, maybe one follow-up to that question. Um, so doctrinally, I know that some people, and I've talked to teachers that are like this um, as well, they have a, a real sense of nerves of writing anything that's going to be put out because they're concerned about any kind of a doctrinal review. And I, I've always encouraged them to say, you're rostered teachers. You've been through this yourself. You know the scriptures. Um, feel free to write anyway. But did you face any of that concern from a doctrinal standpoint? And if so, how did you overcome that? Actually, this is, it's interesting you ask this. What the very first devotion I wrote, there, there used to be a thing that was right through the synod called the Concordia Writers Initiative. That might be the wrong name. This is six, eight years ago. And you could submit articles to them. It was just kind of a, a, a central place where, hey, you want a devotion or a story or something you wrote. It would go in there. Um, and that did go through doctrinal review and they would okay it and send it back. And the first, and they'd say, yeah, it's okay. Ready to go. And the, there was no money involved. It was just, Hey, here's a place. If you uh, want to submit some devotions or some other writing or something, here's a place for it. So I first, the very first devotion I wrote, I sent that off and I got sent back. Hey, it's fine. I guess it gave me confidence. Um, and I haven't looked back at that. I haven't looked back. Yeah. I, Oh yeah, I'll leave it with that. That's always one of those things where if you're writing one for the first time, you've you've finished listening to Mike talk about his experience writing uh, probably what a hundred of them so in your career. How many have you written of these, Mike? Probably seventy-five total at this okay. point. And you know, he said he started they started short and they grew from there. And so, you know, if you write one and you're worried you have a pastor where you work, send it his way and say, Hey, can you look at this and is this okay? Certainly. Certainly. I would, I would add this, is that if you're looking for a place to, like, where do I start? A lot of people who've read my devotion book say, I can imagine that you have, um, you're just talking. I, may, I, can, I can hear you just talking this. And I think I would encourage uh, teachers to do that. Hey, imagine you're sitting down across from a couple of other teachers and just talk. And that's how you, how you write it up. Now, that's probably not a great professional way to do it but that's how i do it <laughs> so, and that's what people have said so yeah well i think you can call yourself professional now mike you have a published book i think uh, i think you get the title i, I guess i guess <laughs> Well, and I will say for me, um, 
I, I still vividly remember, Mike, the, the story that you were telling about you're doing these, you know, and in your classroom, it's your week to do devotions and you want to write something. I know that's something that I had done. And uh, I, I saw other teachers, they're pulling books off the shelves. And I still vividly remember saying to my first ever principal, why am I writing these when I can just find a book? Can you just share your books with me? And she said, no, 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 you're going to write these. And she said, I know everybody else is pulling books, but you're, I want you to write them. And she challenged me to write. And and ever since then, um, I, I've done the same thing you've done. I've written my own devotions for devotional week, but I would encourage people, don't n- next time you have the week, don't just pull a book off the shelf. Even if you write one, start small and write it. Give it a shot or, or do it now. If your week is coming up in you know a couple of months and you're listening to this podcast, take a page out of Mike's book. Like This is inspiring to know that here we have a wonderful Lutheran educator who's written his own devotions that are now being shared. Who knows, Mike, globally, right? Amazon's everywhere. So, I mean, I commend you for encouraging people to and inspiring people to think this way. I would also say this, that students are perfectly capable and ready to write devotions as well. One of the things that that we've done for a number of years, uh, Dan Felton uh, teaches sixth grade here at St. Lawrence uh, along with me. And what we do is when we get back from our outdoor education experience, we put students into a small group and they write a devotion based on an experience they did had out at outdoor education, and they present that devotion to uh, the other some other classrooms in our school. A really good way for students to write devotions, to dig a little bit about, okay, what's God say about this, but also apply something they did that was a lot of fun at outdoor education to something that they can share with other students. So that's something uh, even students can do. This It's not something that just the teachers do. That's great. I think we've given people definitely some things they can take, definitely some things they can do. If you have devotions that you're going to write after listening to this, I, I know that we'd all love to read them. Mike Zetti's, I normally include people's emails in the show notes. Can I include your email so people can reach out to you if they have questions? And then sure. I'll include a link to the book as well so everybody can get that on Amazon. Mike Sheeman, you want to close us in prayer? Let's do that. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gifts that you give to us. I thank you for the gift of Mike and for the way that you put your word on his heart and given him the ability to share that, not just with his own school, but with all those who read his devotions and hear your word through them. I pray that you would continue to bless his ministry at uh, St. Lawrence and Frankenmuth and that you would continue to bless his students as they they learn from him all of the wonders of the world that you've created and most importantly, uh, the wonderful gift of our Savior Jesus, in whose name we pray.